Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your moderator, Michael Rosenberg, and I would like to introduce the Democratic primary candidates for Dane County Sheriff, Peter Endress and David Mahoney. Each candidate will have three minutes to answer an initial question that serves as an opening statement. I will then ask questions that alternate as to which candidates will go first with answers of up to two minutes each. Each candidate will then have one minute for a closing statement. To begin with, you will have three minutes for an opening statement to answer the following. And we will start alphabetically with Mr. Endress. What is your professional, educational, and civic background that qualifies you for being Dane County Sheriff, and why are you running? My professional background is I'm retired Deputy Sheriff, just short of 30 years. Uh, I have uh, multiple experience in all facets of the Sheriff's Department, uh, jail, patrol, conveyances, civil process, warrants, uh, airport security, uh, bailiff. Uh, I was a EMT in Wanakee in 1979, so I have medical background. And uh, after retirement, a, myself, another retired sheriff's deputy, started up our own successful security business and civil process company. Uh, we hire pretty much retired law enforcement and uh, have some good, hardworking people working with us. Uh, I want to get back to the sheriff's department because I have been, it's been my past for 30 years. And I want to get back and uh, be with my friends and coworkers and uh, I uh, just want to work hard for the citizens of uh, Dane County and my family. Sheriff Mahoney. Thanks, Mike. Well, I've had the distinct honor and pleasure of serving the citizens of Dane County as their Dane County Sheriff for the past eight years. Um, this year I celebrate my 34th year uh, with the Dane County Sheriff's Office and my eighth year serving as Dane County Sheriff. Working with the citizens of Dane County, we've successfully addressed many, many issues, starting with jail overcrowding. We've saved tens of millions of dollars by bringing inmates back to Dane County where they were previously housed uh, in three, three other counties and been able to place them in their homes on an electronic monitoring program that's actually saved us uh, in excess of $4 million a year for the past roughly seven years. My background, as I said, 34 years with the Dane County Sheriff's Office, eight years as Dane County Sheriff, presenting a balanced budget every year uh, for the past eight years. I have a bachelor's degree in criminal justice and uh, working on master degree level courses in management and, and uh, leadership. Together with the staff of the Sheriff's Office, we've changed. We've changed the entire environment from a rules-based organization that based itself on policies, procedures, and rules to a value-based organization. An organization that highlights the values and principles of those individuals who dedicate themselves to the citizens of Dane County every day to deliver the highest level of public safety in our jail, on our streets, in our patrol divisions, in our civil process division, and in our courts. Together, we've solved many problems, not only jail overcrowding, but we've addressed crime in our communities. We have much work to do yet on the, on the issues of heroin and opiate addiction, but I look forward in the next uh, four years of continuing those programs alongside the hardworking, dedicated men and women of the Dane County Sheriff's Office, but as well addressing issues in our jail, 
with an ever-increasing mental illness population and a population that we have a moral and ethical responsibility to protect while they're in our care, suffering from medical and or medical, medical or mental health related issues. You know, I sit on a number of board of directors, um, the Boy Scouts of America. I sit on the board of directors for a WILD, Wisconsin Institute for Learning Disability and Dyslexia, which addresses issues of reading. You know, the fact that the Dane County Jail has a population with individuals reading at a third grade level or below, I'm concerned about those issues. So I sit on that board of directors. I sit on a committee with United Way addressing disproportionate disproportionate issues with our young, challenged adults. I also sit on the Dane County Criminal Justice Council addressing issues like disproportionate minority incarceration and the fact that we, in Dane County, incarcerate the largest number of inmates of color. Thank you. We'll now proceed to the remainder of the questions. You will have two minutes each. We will alternate, and if at any time the second person wants me to repeat the question, please let me know. The first question probably will need to be repeated, and it follows up on jail overcrowding and is a two-part question. The recent consultant reports for the problems with the current jail suggest either a complete renovation of the current jail or building a new jail within 10 miles of downtown. The first part of the two-part question is, what do you believe are the most important concerns from these reports that must be taken into account if the decision is made that a new jail is built? And the second part is the same question as to what do you think are the most important concerns if we are to renovate the current jail site? Well, there's no need to repeat it, Mike, because these are issues I deal with every day. I address every day uh, with tours with citizens and leaders in our community. Um, you know, Dane County actually was in the process in 2007 when I first took office to build a $58 million complex for jail uh, Huber and uh, treatment. You know, with the fact that 80% of the population who enters the jail suffers from alcohol or drug addiction issues and, uh, and approaching 40% with mental illness, some with dual diagnosis where as a result of their mental illness, they're treating themselves, self-medicating with drugs or alcohol, sometimes even to mask the issues of the psychotropic medications that they're taking to address their mental illness. Um, we began uh, in the past two years doing a space needs analysis because of three priorities that we had. The fact that when the 1955 jail that opened in 1955, which is really the jail that you envision on TV with Alcatraz, and I kiddingly say Alcatraz was modeled after, um, has no itself, no medical or special need housing units. When an individual needs to be segregated because of a condition or a mental illness, they have to be housed in solitary confinement. We expanded that building in the late 80s because of jail overcrowding, and we followed the same philosophy of a, a linear indirect supervision model that's based on power and control. The deputies have the power and they control the actions of the inmate population. In 1994, we changed the philosophy in accordance with the American Jail Association and National Institute of Corrections. We opened the two floors of the public safety building to be a work release facility, really to incorporate our third institution, the Huber Center, out at the Lion Energy Center. The fact is that when that building was opened, it was never opened uh, as a work release facility. It never had never does still today, 
as special need housing or medical housing due to the fact that it was designed to push people out into the community to get services, not house them inside. The third priority um, being that, or first priority being special needs housing. Second priority, due to the life and safety issues of, of issues in the city county building jail. And the third, a desire by the county to close the uh, Huber facility at the Alliance Energy, Energy Center in an ability to expand that facility. So we really have three priorities, special needs housing, life and safety concerns of our oldest jail, and closure of the Huber work release facility. Thank you. Mr. Andrews, would you like me to repeat that question? Yeah, if you don't mind, thanks. Sure. And it is two parts, so if you go okay. a little bit longer in two minutes, that's fine. That's fine. Thank you. The recent consultant reports for the problems with the current jail suggest either a complete renovation of the current jail or building a totally brand new jail within 10 miles of downtown. The first part of the question is, what do you believe are the most important concerns from these reports that must be taken into account if the decision is made that a new jail is built? And the second part is, what do you believe are the most important concerns if we renovate the current jail? I think the bottom line is we need to stay where the public safety building is at. We have to look at the deputies that are transporting inmates. We have to look at public safety. All these things are already being taken care of with using the public safety building by underground tunnels to get to court, uh, such as that. I think that moving that facility even out 10 miles is, uh, I'm not ready to rubber stamp on a new jail. <clears throat> I think that we can renovate the old sixth and seventh floor. We can either add on floors to the public safety building and also use the Ferris Center. I think between all three projects that we can still take care of our needs, whether it be we add on floors to the public safety building to house a couple more floors of inmates. Uh, I just think it's a bad idea to move it so far out. And uh, I think that we can, I'd either, even like to see a referendum on that project. These are, these are taxpayer dollars. I'm just not ready to sit there and say, yes, we need uh, that sort of money to be spent on a facility. Okay, and we'll now start with you, Mr. Andrews, with the next question. Both jail proposals have a similar and significant price tag attached to them. What do you believe you need to do to educate the public and the board on the issue when the cost seems like such a red flag? Well, again, I, uh, I have problems with, I guess, the, the figures come out of $135 million, which I think is, in these days and times, is, is I don't think the county is ready for this. Uh, do we need to maybe remodel uh, the sixth and seventh floor of the uh, old jail, maybe add on floors, maybe fix up the Ferris Center a little bit, very possibly. Um, but I'm again, I'm not ready to. I just think going out in the county is a bad, bad, bad idea. With uh, again transporting prisoners on the belt line, uh, being on court on time, we're putting deputies at risk by doing that. We're going to need more vehicles to do transports. The best place is where it's at right now. I mean, it's the second time you mentioned the Ferris Center. For the viewers who may not be familiar, that's the Huber Center. The Huber Center, Alliance, yes. I believe, okay. Right, right. yes. To make sure we're all on the same page. Sure. Because I know currently the second floor, unless I'm wrong, you can correct me, Sheriff, is that the second floor is currently uh, has no inmates in it right now. And it could be used for that purpose. Uh, or even moving Sheriff Administration out to the second floor, and we... Uh, 
we do more with the public safety building uptown. Uh, but again, for safety concerns for everybody involved, it's where it should be at. Thank you, Sheriff Mahoney. If you need me to repeat the question, no. Um, when we when we entered into the uh, staffing study, we hired a consultant and architect who are recognized as evidence-based experts in the field of uh, space needs and jail. They're recognized by the American Jail Association as well as the National Institute of Corrections. Um, when we brought them in, we had three priorities, as I mentioned: jail special needs, the fact that we house. We have capacity for 980 inmates, yet we don't have a hospital or special needs bed in any of our three institutions. And the, and the fact that we're seeing an increase in acute medical conditions among inmates as well as, as, well as mental illness. Uh, we have roughly five proposals before us. And, and the main issue is we need to educate the county board and work with the community and, and our community leaders to address what we as Dane County citizens define ourselves as when we talk about jail. How do we as citizens want to treat our fellow citizens, every one of them returning into our community when they're housed within our Dane County Jail? The fact that uh, you know, we, we roughly book uh, into jail or, or uh, place into jail roughly 16,000 people a year, how do we as citizens want to treat them, especially when they're the most challenged in our community with mental illness or acute medical conditions? The second priority was the city-county building. The fact that we now have cells that seize up and, and at times have held inmates and who could not be released for up to three hours. In a catastrophic emergency, that's a problem, and it has the potential of raising uh, uh, deliberate indifference issues if we continue to know that there's a problem and don't address them. It is the, it is the priority of the county board to close the Ferris Center not my priority. The fact that the citizens need to work with, uh, work together to address what our priorities will be. I've made that commitment. I do tours every day for community leaders, for groups, members of the county board, the clergy, and those medical professionals who will be addressing the needs of that inmate population. In the end, whatever decision we make, whether we expand uptown on the public safety building at a cost of roughly $135 million, or we build outside the county, which, according to our experts, saves $30 million, it is the citizens that will make that decision based upon our, our needs. Thank you. And we'll start with you, Sheriff, on the next question. There was one idea brought out in the reports to have jail inmates do their own laundry and make their own meals. What do you think are the positive and negative aspects of this? Well, you know, one of the things that intrigued me with the, with the study was the fact that in both laundry and food service, we can provide a training program. And that goes back to the core reason eight years ago I ran for sheriff. We need to address why people are coming into the criminal justice system, not addressing why they're there in the end. We as a state spend $7 billion a year in, in our correction system without addressing why people come to the criminal justice system in the first place. If we can put taxpayer dollars, hard-earned taxpayer dollars on the front end and in training programs and allow, through those training programs, to allow somebody to go out into the public upon being released and get a job with certifications in you know, food service and or laundry, we're doing ourselves a better service and a better use of taxpayer dollars. Thank you. Mr. Andrews? I have a problem with 
the safety end of things when it comes to inmates um, maybe being in control of their own laundry or fixing their own meals. For the years I worked up in the jail, it was very, very common for uh, trustee inmates to maybe pass things into the cells because maybe they had some friends that were looking for a favor. Uh, I think the more access you give the inmates to, whether it be the laundry area where they could slip something back into a, a jail cell, uh, the food area where you could slip maybe a spoon or a knife back into the cell block, I think it puts the inmates and especially the deputies at risk. Uh, you, can, you can sit there and supervise uh, folks that do things, but you can't be watching every little thing that goes on. So I personally uh, would not feel comfortable with that situation. I'd be worried every day that maybe something bad is going to go wrong today because uh, something got by that maybe shouldn't have got by in the first place. So for me personally, uh, with the current system, and I haven't been in there since January of 2013 uh, when I retired, um, the, with the way the current system is, I think, uh, I think that's best for all around. Thank you. We'll start the next question with you, Mr. Endress. Beyond the issue of the new jail, what is an important policy issue in the Sheriff's Department not already addressed that you wish to discuss as a priority that sets you apart from your opponent? Uh, morale in the department has always been a big issue with me, and uh, that is my big priority is to uh, change the morale in the department. Um, I, uh, I have my own concerns and uh, ways I would take care of, of our employees. Um, I also feel that if I was even to win the primary, I feel that uh, uh, there would also be maybe a possible sense of relief already. Uh, and uh, I just, uh, just want to, we got good, hardworking people working in that department. I want them to be happy to come to work every day. We've got them out here making life and death decisions on a daily basis, and I want them to be content in their jobs. I want them to look forward to coming to work every day. And the only way they can do that is to know that they have a boss that uh, is there for them. Thank you. Sheriff Mahoney? Well, you know, I've had the great privilege of serving as sheriff for the past eight years and, and working alongside the most dedicated law enforcement officers in the county. And it's quite an honor and privilege to do that. Um, you know, my opponent just mentioned morale. It is the men and women of this sheriff's office that took, really took the, took the reins as we move forward in a values-based organization um, to create an environment that they're proud of. And today, it, it's a, it is a different environment than uh, either Pete or I grew up, when, grew up in in the past uh, 30 years. But it's done so based on the values, the integrity, and the credibility of the men and women who work there. You know, one of the issues that really we will be addressing and, and will need the assistance of the community is our, is our overwhelming opiate addiction uh, uh, epidemic that we're experiencing all across this county. We're averaging three to four overdoses uh, a week in this county. And uh, fortunately, with some of the medical professionals that we have and the ability to use uh, some of the counterproductive medications, we're saving lives. And it's being done because of the men and women of the Dane County Sheriff's Office and our surrounding law enforcement agencies. Um, that has to be a priority in addressing the needs of our jail population. The fact that 
We're incarcerating over 16,000 people a year in that jail in an environment that raises life and safety concerns both for the inmate population and the staff, as well as meeting our moral and ethical responsibility to provide a safe and secure environment with those who are the most challenged in our community who become incarcerated. We need a sheriff who has experience in trying evidence-based practices. You know, if we continue to do what we've always done, we will never change. I'll use the electronic monitoring program as a good example. We stepped out ahead of that program. Today, over 3,500 people have entered into that program with a 97% success rate. We've improved public safety in our community by thinking outside the box and trying new programs. Thank you. And the next question we'll address first to you, Sheriff Mahoney. What one or two personal qualities do you believe you bring to this position that will assist you in being the most effective person to be the Dane County Sheriff for the next four years? Well, I think the same, the same values and tools that I've brought for the past eight years, and that's leadership, integrity, credibility. The fact that the people who work in that sheriff's office, the 600 employees, know that they can count on me to have their back, but also to provide them leadership as we move forward outside of the box to look at evidence-based practices to make our responsibilities and make our environment better for not only the employees but for the citizens that we serve first and foremost. We have new and emerging issues addressing us every single day, whether it be the opiate issue uh, overwhelming our community, whether it be crime rates, whether it be uh, the jail and the fact that we, we have a moral and ethical responsibility to address those needs not only as sheriff, but as a county board, as a county executive, and as a community. Because I don't believe that what's going on today in that jail is what defines us as citizens on how we believe we should be treating each other in this community. We're the most progressive, forward-thinking county in the state of Wisconsin, but yet everyone, to a person, whether in the psychiatric field, the medical field, or as leaders, come out of that jail saying, every time, I can't believe we continue to house people in this fashion. I look forward to moving forward to continue serving the citizens of Dane County for the next four years and beyond and providing that leadership and organization that our citizens, our members of the department, and our visitors to our community look for. Thank you. Mr. Andrews? I would like to think if I'm elected sheriff, I'm first of all bringing to the office many of the work areas that are involved with that department. The only areas I'd never worked in were the detective division and the uh, boat and marine patrol. Other than that, I have a working knowledge of every division in that department. Uh, and that to me is pretty huge right now. Um, I'm not going to be sitting there saying that I have all the answers because I don't, but I'm also the sort of person that will bring the right people to bring the answers to sit there and say, what have we done? What are we doing? And what can I as a sheriff of Dane County help to move this along? I want input from everybody. There's a lot of good people out here who've got a lot of good answers to the questions. And sometimes we just need to tap into that just a little bit more. And uh, uh, that is very important to me that uh, all the citizens of Dane County have a say in what goes on with that department. Uh, be able to get hold of the sheriff and say have their concerns uh, and, and address issues that, uh, that are hurting and killing our people out here. Uh, it needs to be addressed. Thank you. With the time we have left, each candidate may make a one-minute closing statement. And we'll start with Sheriff Mahoney. Well, as Dane County Sheriff, I continue to, uh, to uh, experience the 
the honor and privilege of serving as Dane County Sheriff and, and working alongside the hardworking men and women of the Dane County Sheriff's Office. I look forward in the next four years to continue moving the organization forward with evidence-based practices and thinking outside the box as we address the challenges ahead of us, not the least of which are ever-increasing opiate addiction issues and the jail special needs issues as we begin that process as a community, as a county community, to address how we treat people as we move forward. I bring eight years of experience, eight years of leadership, eight years of balanced budgets and management to this uh, to race on August 12th. I appreciate Pete coming out and registering to, ro- to vote or registering to run for the office of, of sheriff. We need good candidates and those who, who care about uh, serving the citizens. Um, but there's one candidate best prepared to continue forward with the challenges we have uh, facing us in 15 and beyond. Thank you. Mr. Andrews, one-minute wrap-up. First of all, I'd like to thank Sheriff Mahoney for being here tonight. I'd like to thank you as a host and the Dane County League of Women Voters for having me here tonight. I, uh, I want to be your sheriff. I think I have the qualities. I may not have the experience, but none of us starts in office without the experience. And uh, I can be in the same position as Sheriff Mahoney is right now uh, to start an office. I'm a quick learner. I'll give this county 200% of my time. I will live, eat, and breathe uh, Dane County, the Sheriff's Department, and the citizens of this county. I just need your prayers, trust, and support on August 12th. And uh, I ask you to uh, come out and vote for me. I'd like to say thank you, and uh, thanks again for your time. Thank both of you. Unfortunately, we are now out of time. I want to thank the candidates for joining us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. I would like to remind everyone that primary election day is Tuesday, August 12th. Please vote. If you would like more information about voting procedures or obtaining a copy of the League's Candidates Answers publication, call the League office at 232-9447 or visit our website at LV lwvdanecounty.org. On behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters, I thank you for joining us. Good luck, gentlemen. Thank you, sir.